0: Hi folks! Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where you can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLCast. Today we're playing Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by D. Vincent Baker. For those of you who are new to the game, here are the basics. The year is SC-0245. Humanity is spread through the Milky Way using interstellar transit gate technology to colonize the galaxy. Mobile frames are the hard-working, hard-fighting combat and labor mecha they've brought with them. You're romantic ace mobile frame pilots, caught up in an undeclared war for the future future of the Bontral system. Fight with your friends, ally with your rivals, fall in love with your enemies. I'm Dora, you can find me on Twitter at Harpy Dora, and my pronouns are they-them. Playing with me today we have...
1: I'm Jade, you can find me on Twitter at JadeOxedRose, and my pronouns are also they-them.
2: Uh, I'm Sam, you can find me on Twitter at SAKalo, and my pronouns are he, him. Uh, and I'm Kales, so you can find me on Twitter at Citadel of
3: Swords, you can find the games that I write at uh and my pronouns are also they, them.
0: Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations and graphic descriptions of bodily harm. Now that we've got all that, let's get started!
3: I love Firebrands!
2: <laughs> Firebrands is a good game. It's a really good game.
0: So, we've definitely played uh, some hacks and variations on Firebrands in this podcast before. Um, most notably, uh, Divine Mundane and Dreaming Avalon. So a lot of these mechanics are uh, going to be pretty familiar to our uh, long-time listeners. But the idea is that... Uh, we'll be going through with characters and going through uh, our choice of various mini-games in order to have scenes with each other and uh, create messy entanglements, since uh, that is the whole fun of uh, Firebrands.
3: That's the whole point of the game.
0: Yep. Uh, so it's kind of an introduction to the built-in setting that Firebrands has. Um, let me just read this blurb. Um... The Bantral system is not at war. Bantral was never, until recently, a wealthy colony. The planet had resources enough just to maintain its own small society, but none worth exporting. There was never any need for the corporate sponsors of its initial colonization to intervene with its administration. In the halls of solar union commerce, land shares uh, on Bantral traded for nothing. No cost, no gain. You might throw all my land shares on Bantral into your golf wager as a joke, or give them as a prank gift to a friend. Recently, though, there was a minor development in an obscure biochemical processing technology, and the novel features of Bantral's ecosystem went from being a scientific curiosity to being an untapped and unknowably deep wellspring of wealth. Land shares on Bantral are are no longer an ignored asterisk on anyone's balance sheet. The handover of administration in power from the descendants of Bantral's original Terran colonists to the newly interested legal rights holders, the self-proclaimed landowners, has been cheerful, orderly, and mutually profitable. There have been few, a few isolated spats, of course, but there's been practically no protracted bitter bloody war or resistance "'between the displaced old Bantre aristocracy and the off-world landowners. "'When a landowner uses the threat of violence to force a hereditary family to give up their land, "'keeping them on as guides and entertainers, it's cheerful. "'When they offer them in exchange a negligible sum, it's mutually profitable.' When a fiery company of Bantryash Irregulars responds by raiding their holdings and seizing arms and material against the future battles, and local ins- insurrectionists take advantage of the upset by forcibly occupying a biochem processing facility, and the landowners respond with ruthless crackdowns and martial law, these are a few isolated spats. To admit otherwise would be to invite the intervention of the Terran Transit Authority's mediation and peacekeeping forces. Then no one would get rich from Bantryash but the TTA. So, uh, setting up, we'll need three to six players, which we have four. Um, The object of the game is to create messy entanglements, fall in love with your enemies, ally yourself with your rivals, and fight with your friends. Um, And to start the game, we'll need to introduce our characters.
1: Um, I am representing the revolutionaries faction, and I'm bringing back... Mine, yours, perhaps the nation's favourite character, Kari Valon. Um <laughs> back in back
3: in the game where that started it all. Indeed, yeah. Um back
1: back in though in a different faction this time. Different faction, um, same game. Different faction, same game. So yep. Uh Kari uses the call sign Coyote uh and pilots a mech named Corvus and his adjectives in this game are charming i got torn between these two because i couldn't decide whether i wanted generous or kind because both felt fitting in different ways um so he's one of those two and idealistic and for those people that are maybe tuning in for the first time or it's been a while since you listened to an episode with Kari, uh he is super fucking hot um <laughs> it's true um it's got this really cute fade with like a twist out on top, uh, medium brown skin, uh, a scar over the bridge of the nose, Our Shiro or Juno Steel, depending on which bit of uh, media you're looking at any given time, uh, <laughs> trans femme, just one hell of a lady. Oh, and I have to give the job. Uh, sorry, because I also have to choose what I do uh, as a revolutionary. Um, the professional occupation of your daily life, something that brings you into a regular contact with the bantrash, the landowners, or both. Um, and for Kari, I decided he owns a diner. And, and what did I decide to call it? I think I decided to call it uh, Den Mothers. And yeah, there's, nice. um, there's a garage out the back. It's sort of a, but the uh The authorities don't really know about that. There's definitely a room at the back where the revolutionaries hold meetings. There's a back door that leads through to a now closed mechanic place that's sad backstory uh which I'm sure we'll get into and have a lot of fun with. but it's yeah. just like a nice sort of mum and pop style diner he owns and is like the main person doing the cooking in there
2: but yeah i I love curry. Um, I'm playing Joe Stockton. You may remember him from our game of uh, Fiasco, and he is still a mechanic. <laughs> um, his call sign is Falcon, and his mech's name is Vocifer, which is, happens to be the scientific name of an eagle, because the scientific name of Falcons is Falco, and I thought that was a little repetitive. (laughs) (laughs) Howard! He is a revolutionary. Um, His adjectives are beautiful, inspiring, and down-to-earth. And, as I was saying before, he is a mechanic. Um, His mechanic shop is not terribly far away from the bar that Kari runs. But is definitely, like, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I want to say it was, like, a rival mechanic shop at the time, and now is the only one left. Sure. Um, but he's really good at what he does, and he is also very beautiful. <laughs> so He's just, like, he's, like, imagine, like, a beautiful pinup of, like, a half-shirtless man working on a car with, like, beautiful, long-flowing hair. That is Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um i'm going to be playing everyone's favorite trash asshole uh <laughs> oh, yes. i love them uh reuben murdoch uh they are a landowner um i just read in the rules i am supposed to choose a company name unit designation or squad call sign i'm like mm, reuben is an independent <laughs> this happens a lot um they do have a call sign, though, because they do have a mech. Um, their call sign is Hyena, and their mech's name is Calypso. Thanks, at Twitter, for answering that poll back in February um, to help me choose the name of Ruben's mech. Um, their adjectives are... These are uh, ta- these are lifted from the Divine Mundane game, I think. Um, I just pulled them out of that game. Uh, charismatic, selfish, and mischievous... And I don't have to pick a starting occupation, but I think it's really important to note that Ruben is, like, sort of a scientist, but with no money. (laughs) They're working out of a handmade lab in the back of their shop, and they blow stuff up a lot.
2: (laughs) Of course. it's so valid. I hate them. (laughs) <laughs> are they are they making illegal drugs out of the crystallized whatever the fuck from the from the game stuff no i think they're um
3: doing other things with it but they're not making crystalline drugs.
2: bantrophil
3: yeah is the that, name of the stuff yeah um i don't know what they're doing with it but they're definitely doing something with it we can figure that out later
0: cool um, and I'll be playing uh, Marius thank the gods for small favors. Uh, their faction is uh, Bantraesh. Um Their call sign is uh, Lynx and their mech name is Copernicus. Uh, their adjectives are beautiful, cultured, and severe. And um, as in all settings, Marius is an academic first and foremost. Um, but they have been known to uh pilot a mobile frame on occasion um but you know that's less frequently than they're found uh giving lectures in places uh
1: before we go into the
0: games. Would it be worth giving the little blurb for each faction
1: just as we're playing this world setting rather than a divergent one because there's a cool little bit of information about what each of the factions are about. Which might help inform our listeners and us as players.
0: <laughs> yeah. Going forward. Yeah, that's a great idea. So for uh so starting alphabetically, uh the Bantrayesh are the aristocratic families of Bentral. Uh you're a hereditary warrior prince or princess of a noble family, a mobile frame ace pilot, and the off world landowners have robbed you of your wealth and estates. You've been raised to believe that the wealth of Bentral belongs to the Bantraesh. Bantrayash of the same family are your friends. bantrayash of different fam- families are your rivals. The landowners and the revolutionaries are your enemies.
3: Uh, the landowners are, according to solar union law, the right—the rights holders to the wealth of Bantral. You are a mobile frame ace pilot employed to defend and secure their rights. The landowners, their soldiers, and their officers are all your friends. Officially, the bantrayash are your rivals, but when fights break out, they're your enemies. The revolutionaries are your enemies. <laughs>
1: And the revolutionaries. The undeclared war between the landowners and the Bantraesh is an opportunity for the people of Bantrall to rise up. You are a revolutionary captain, a mobile frame ace pilot fighting for freedom from both hereditary tyranny and off-world rule. It's your opinion that the wealth of Bantrael should belong to its people. While both the Bantriash and the landowners are your enemies in principle, some of their more sympathetic individuals, families, and squads are your rivals and friends in practice. And while in principle the revolution is entirely your friends, in practice it contains rivals and enemies as well.
0: Awesome. So now that we've got our characters, the first thing that we do is um, we each do a uh, solitaire and uh each faction gets a specific section of, uh, solitaires that they can perform, and technically you're supposed to do it yourself quietly, but that doesn't make for good radio, so we're going to do it out loud. <laughs> um, so conducting solitaire, uh, choose what you've been doing, and then choose what ha- what's happened, choose freely. Um, so Jade?
1: Yes. Uh... Kari, or I should say myself, uh, have been meeting with my spies in the local bantrayash households, and today one of them was apprehended and missed our meeting. And and now because I feel like we should maybe get this in going soon because of entanglements, I feel it's probably something that worked in the someone who worked in the thank is the thank God for small favors household. Whether Marius knew this person or not really isn't important um, yet. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I was due to be meeting, like, one of the house... Maybe, like, somebody that helps in the library or maybe just a member of the household staff. And, uh... Hmm. Doesn't necessarily say I have to specify exactly what that spy was doing. But that's what it is. So somebody's gone missing. I'm not showing up. Hmm. Then that's my solitaire.
2: I'm trying to figure out what my solitaire's going to be. Um... Yeah, this, this tracks with what I know about, about Joe. You've been raiding Bantresh plants and warehouses for material. Material is spelled wrong in the playbook. And there are a dozen crates of musicians in your home <laughs> right now visible to any who <laughs> happen to look. <laughs>
1: yes!
2: I love Perfect. Joe so
0: much!
1: <laughs> love Joe. Love that he, Joe. He's, he's got
2: a lot of ideas and he's very bad at executing them
1: he inspired his people though they just went in there and brought all the munitions back. <laughs> they stole all the munitions
2: and then they were like fuck what do we do with that so just like i got space in my living room leave them there <laughs> i feel like it's probably like stacked up uh-huh. in like the back of his warehouse of like random mech parts yes yeah, good But, like, lots of people come into his warehouse of random mech parts because it's also where his workshop is. So (laughs) So it's just, like, mech parts, ammo, mech parts, (laughs) a soldering iron. It's (laughs) It's fine. Nothing to see here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's fine. This is just, it's part of building mechs. You have to arm them. Uh This is all legal.
1: Yep. No stamped crates with the insignia of the band Trash, nothing like that.
2: He like slaps a sticker over it that says like, legally acquired ammunition. Cho, Cho. I love him. He's so stupid. (laughs) He's real bum.
1: He's a real good mechanic though.
2: He's very good at mechanics and very bad at everything else. <laughs> okay. Um
3: so this this also tracks. Um this like sort of tracks. This isn't going to be as funny though. Um Reuben, me, uh I've been off duty drinking and relaxing with my fellow soldiers and I found that I couldn't fully relax and enjoy myself the way they did.
2: Um Aww.
3: They're just a they're just restless. I think. I feel like it's maybe... Ooh, okay, here's this. I think that this solitaire as it is, is like several months pre-game. Like, remember Sam, how in Divine Mundane you had your solitaire be like a year before the game actually started? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna do that, because I was like, I was just thinking like, Ruben's not been in one place for this long, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely what it is. Like, this is this solitaire is like right before Reuben up and moves, just picks everything up and like picks up the whole building and everything, and just moves it to another city, <laughs> to our wherever we are. Um, it's hard to stay still, and it's easier to do research from here, I guess. Something like that.
0: <laughs> There's more plants here. Yeah, and wherever we are has to have a a pretty stellar university. So
2: yes, mm-hmm. there's lots of there's lots of fun, exciting research going on here. Ruben
0: mm-hmm. is mooching
2: off of the university.
0: <laughs> nice. Perfect,
2: perfect. He stole. Like, they they
1: stolen like a key card, and he's just like utilizing a lab. He's just like nobody was using it. What? Yep. No, that's totally me. Landowner, bitch. I work here. This is my lab now. <laughs> I'm sorry, was this a savannah trashy lab? It's mine now. here yeah. <laughs> on my shares.
0: <laughs> so um, I think I've been taking off-worlder- off-worlders, hunting, fishing, and touring my family's estates. Um, probably less the first two and more the the latter. Um, and at the very least, I think they acted fools and boars, spoiling <laughs> the sport. Now, whether or not they actually did is potentially up to debate, but Marius is fussy and probably <laughs> didn't want to be there in the first place anyway, so just did not have a good time. Whose <laughs> <laughs> turn is it to start?
1: Um, it's back to me. And, okay. I am going to start with the classic, classic opening move that we as a group like to do. Uh I am gonna do a conversation over food. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought you were gonna say. No, it's either no to be fair, but no, every time we've played uh uh MF- <laughs> there's been food. food no, it's,
2: be- you're right. Every single time we've played a Firebrands hack or a firebrands type game, the first game is always a conversation over food or whatever the equivalent is of that. Yeah. No, the thing is is that a fair few times we've
3: started with a chase. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. We have started with a chase a few times. Really? Yeah. Not on, the, on
3: the podcast, we started divine mundane with a chase.
1: Huh? You're right. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a conversation over food. We, we did in Dreaming Avalon. We started with the feast. So.
3: Okay. Well, it's fine.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, who do I want to have this conversation with? Shit. Um, hmm. I don't know whether I want it to be Joe just yet. I'm offended. Actually, no. I actually do want it to be Joe because I've got something I really should be talking to Joe about. So, um.
2: Is it mayhaps. (laughs) Some boxes in the the way. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Um, Oh, I just, I just peeked out my my audio. Whoops. Okay. (laughs) My Um, audio's been
3: peeking non stop because I don't know how audio stuff works. So. Uh,
1: police car, no. So, uh, Sam, do, does Joe come to the diner, or is this Kari, like, showing up uh his warehouse with food?
2: D- Joe absolutely shows up to the diner just to, like, get a bite to eat. Okay. Because um, he kind of thinks that they're friends. Fuck, now I want freaking diner food! Sorry, buddy. Oh, mood. I also want diner food,
1: okay. Uh Other players can join freely if it makes sense for their characters to also be present at the meal. Yo, it's a diner. So if one of you two want to, uh, if Marius or Ruben wants to show up. Ruben might come in.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, I was about to say, remember the promises we made our- ourselves, Ruben and Kari.
3: Yep. I, Ruben yeah. is probably going to end up walking in at some point.
1: Okay, cool. I love it. Okay, uh, Sam, what do Joe and Kari notice about each other? What have you heard?
2: um what kari notices about joe is that he seems kind of like unconcerned about the whole thing about like he he doesn't seem like he's really stressed out at all which is weird because he has a bunch of ammo in his shed Uh or in his house yeah Um, he's not thinking about it it's fine he's yeah he's like he's like fine which Mm. is weird is that what kari's
1: heard is about the ammunition
2: yeah, Kari's definitely heard that this that this that this raid went down. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if Kari has heard that the ammunition ended up being stored in Joe's like house, but mm-hmm. like he definitely or yeah, he definitely heard like about the raid.
1: Okay.
3: Maybe um. was
2: even invited to the raid.
3: I love the uh. implication that like every game that Joe is in, he's just like the one causing trouble. Mm
2: just really dumb but he wants to help so much that he's just like doing the stupidest shit
1: okay. <laughs> no it's fine um, I love him mm. <laughs> what you notice about Kari is that he seems a little bit less put together than oh, no. he normally does uh, oh, no. maybe just like normally just like he's known for being a little for all that he works in the diner he's known for like always looking like cute jewelry or nice makeup stuff like that like that that that's his vibe but um you notice that uh while he still turned out neatly it's just not those little flourishes of personality personality aren't as as prevalent uh in his appearance and what you've heard is that um somebody was killed recently that kari was very close with um, and sort of like the neighborhood, somebody well known in the neighborhood. At least this, this would be, this wouldn't be on the radar of like the landowners or the band trash, but like the locals knew this person. Um, let me just put my cards on the table. So Annabelle Lee died recently, was, oh no. <laughs> was killed, um, in a skirmish. And, uh, yeah.
2: Are we just always killing off this poor guy? Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes.
3: yes. Yes we are. That is
2: that is who we killed off.
3: <laughs> I have reasons for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not... I
3: have reasons for it that aren't just Kari being Suffering. sad.
1: Oh yeah, I would are like to- sure? <laughs> I would like to stress yes. so nobody worries, uh this is something Kales and I discussed. I haven't just killed off their character, one of their characters in the backstory for for shit. <laughs> also, this is
3: not like the first time that Annabelle has died. <laughs>
0: No, no. <laughs> no. Annabelle well, has is this died. Going out.
1: I think that I uh, way after. I'm having a pause of my brain because I was just going to say April Fools.
2: Okay. Yeah, um, I say, that's what I was going to say. Like, did we kill? It was Annabelle the one we killed off in the April Fools episode. Yeah, yes. Annabelle is the one yeah. we
3: killed off in the April Fools episode, and heavily implied that at some point in that things eldritch and terrifying game that she was going to die. And hmm. spoilers.
1: <laughs> and spoilers. Okay.
3: Yeah, but Jade and I have talked about this. This is not out of left field. We're not making this into a story about fridging Annabelle Lee. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Are I we just sure?
3: want no. I just want that to be really clear. Like that's not yeah, that's not that's the m- game we're playing here.
0: Yeah,
2: that's fair.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that's what you've heard is that um, Annabelle Lee was recently killed in a skirmish, and uh, Kari is not taking it well. Okay, uh, we're to take turns. The person with the lowest social standing takes the first turn. After you, Joe.
2: <laughs> Excuse me. No, yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely correct. But look, I'm just, am just a simple, I'm just a simple mechanic. You know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. <laughs> so cool. Um should we read the rules for people who haven't listened to our podcast yeah let's read the
1: bit of rules for conducting the conversation you can read it i've done a lot of flapping my gums already
2: conducting the conversation take turns the person the person with the lowest social standing takes the first turn if this isn't clear have another player choose who takes the first turn at whim on your turn choose one or more conversational partners and choose an action Ask a topical question. Engage in an actual improvised conversation. Pass saying instead something about the food. Leave the conversation. Ending the conversation. End the conversation either when everybody has passed in a row or when everyone has left the conversation but one. That's funny. That's usually not how we end these conversations. (laughs) Basically, we usually use the conversation over food to just do an improv scene. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but also food is good.
1: Food is good. Take it away, Joe.
2: All right. Um, So topical questions are also just like, I do a thing. What Mm. happens? Um, You could also start by saying hi and what you're eating. Yeah, we can improv first and then, you know. We can do the improv first, yeah. Um, Also, what are you eating? um, Joe just kind of walks in and he orders like some eggs and like, oh god, do we need to make up, like, like fantasy garbage? No, Okay, cool. He he ordered some, like, like, some, like, eggs and fried potatoes. Like, he's just, like, getting some eggs and home fries covered in cheese. And he's just, you know, he's sitting down at the bar and eating that. He's, like, in his work clothes, so he's, like, wearing, like, a tank top, and he's covered in grease. He doesn't look like he should be in this diner without showering for and so he just sort of sits down and he goes, uh, uh, "Hey, Kari, uh, how's it going?" He like can see that Kari's not doing well. He's like, "What's going on?"
1: Uh, I think Kari is sort of. Uh, it's probably fairly quiet in the diner right now. that like maybe it's like post the lunchtime rush, so it's sort of like that early afternoon sort of lull. So maybe Joe's there and there's maybe a couple others. So Kari's not rushing about like filling orders and stuff like that.
3: Ruben's in a corner.
1: They're eating oh. a Reuben sandwich.
2: Okay, I hate this.
1: <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so he's got time to sort of like come over and just sort of like lean against uh, the the counter behind him, rather than the counter where Joe's food is, and uh, grab himself a mug of coffee. I'm just like getting by, Joe, getting by.
2: I'm uh, well. I'm glad to hear that you're that you're uh, you know managing. That's what we do. Just like takes a bite of his takes a bite of his food. He's like not really sure what to say. Um, Everything alright with
1: that? You need salt or anything?
2: Uh, no, no. It's it's pretty good. Thanks. It's uh, well seasoned. Kari does like a half hearted finger gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your food's fit, still good even when you're uh, not doing so hot yourself, huh?
1: Gee, thanks, Joe. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, we we've all been there.
1: Yeah. Are you doing all right? I've been um hearing some chatter. Are you been busy?
2: Yeah. No, there was a uh, the, the raid went real well. He Eats another bite of his food. He's like, yeah, the raid went really good. Um. Yeah. Now we've got we've got some some stuff to use in the future.
1: Vague, but comforting,
2: I guess. <laughs> we've got some security now. You know, he like winks.
1: Oh, you put you 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 put some locks on on the warehouse, huh?
2: Oh shit! No, I still got to do that, huh? Oh my god! <laughs> That's fine.
1: Kari just face palms.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll build them. I'll build them soon. I mean, I, I have I have ideas for those for those locks.
1: You know, any lock is better than no lock, right? Yeah, I mean, like it's still
2: locks. They're just you know your typical put a key in and it locks. And I want to I want to do more.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sorry.
2: This is me as a person laughing, not laughing. No, no, you're, no yeah,
1: you're right. You're right.
2: Just so fucking stupid. <laughs> hmm.
1: Looking at the topical questions now. As we've been doing impro- actual improvised conversation back and forth for a bit.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, I need you to come clean about what exactly you've got and where you've got it. <laughs> Do you?
2: <laughs> yeah, Joe immediately is just like Oh, uh you mean the am- the ammo we stole. Yeah, it's in it's in my uh, it's in the warehouse. <laughs> takes another bite he takes another bite of his stuff. How, how
1: how much are we talking about joe and like Kari has moved in closer at this point you know to not have this conversation at full vol- <laughs> a normal talking volume yeah you've got a
2: landowner in the corner yeah. ruben doesn't care but just to be clear <laughs> mm. <laughs> i don't think joe has noticed that there's anybody else in this fucking diner
1: yeah
2: um he's just like um like uh 10 crates so, you know, he, like, makes a sort of gesture of, like, you know, half of his arm span of, like, you know, they're, they're like, a decent size. Shh. About 10 crates. Huh. <laughs> and you just got those, you've got those where? They're uh, in the back of the warehouse, underneath some of the mech supplies. Don't worry, I put some, I put some, uh, some customs stickers on them to make them look legit. Uh-huh. Okay, um... The stickers are are over the uh the old custom stickers with the you know old owners uh info on it. I know what I'm doing. You like finger guns. <laughs> Cory
1: just sort of like reaches over the counter and pats Joe on the shoulder. I'm just like, <laughs> thank the gods you're pretty. Okay. Um... <laughs> you think I'm pretty? Thank you. Joe, I have eyes. Come on.
2: he like runs he like runs his fingers through his hair he's like oh thanks
1: i just i need you to um i need you to reassure me that you're gonna do more with the security just like uh, i'll elaborate on that and then it's can you okay but so you've got stickers on the crates and they're properly hidden right uh like nobody's gonna be able to just like walk in and see these
2: I mean, they blend pretty well in with the other crates of shit I've got hanging around. Oh, God. Oh, God. To be fair, the other crates of shit that I've got hanging around are legit.
1: You know what, Joe? That's not the comfort I think you think it is.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I could throw a tarp over them. I haven't yet.
1: You know what, Joe? That That's a start.
2: You, you... I haven't yet, but I could. I, I'll do that when I get you, home tonight. Do you need a tarp? No, nah, I've got plenty of tarps.
1: Then why hadn't you put a tarp over them already, my dude?
2: Because they <laughs> they blended in with the other crates I've got. It just looks like a wall full of crates, my dude. You can't tell which one's the ammo that I just stole. Joe.
1: And I'll just sort of, like, gesture slightly with my head towards the corner
2: booth. <laughs> oh,
3: shit. Okay, uh... Ruben takes another large bite of their sandwich.
2: <laughs> the ammo that I completely <laughs> legally obtained for my business of building mechs for the landowners. Is it is it he like waits. <laughs>
3: at- is it funny or stupid if Ruben gives like a
2: thumbs up? Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Joe like gives Ruben another another thumbs up back. He's like, yeah. Ruben's not even looking up. Ruben's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Joe and Ruben might know each other. <laughs> we can talk about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay okay
1: right i'm gonna <laughs> go take some aspirin and decrease the hot decrease the hot plate okay enjoy your lunch joe
2: thanks carrie have a good have a good day rest of the day <laughs> talk right. to you later <laughs>
1: two-finger salute
2: (laughs) he just goes back to his meal he takes like a big swig of his coffee and he's just like yep that went well
1: (sighs) god there's a slight thud of kari's head hitting the drywall no no it's the front of the refrigerator just like a
2: (laughs) clang yeah Y'all know the um there was a post that was going around on Tumblr recently that was like it was a it was a screenshot of like all the tags of something when someone was like, What kind of men do lesbians yes, like when they dumb as a bag That's of rocks? Joe. Yeah. <laughs> dumb as a bag of rocks gets pegged. That's um, Joe. <laughs> pretty and dumb. Pretty and dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love
1: him too. Um unless Ruben wants to come over and talk to Joe. I think that's seen. It says end the conversation when everyone's left but one. So and I don't know. Ruben was kind of conversation adjacent.
3: Yeah. Ruben's just going to keep eating their sandwich. So like, nah.
2: Okay. Yeah. And I mean, Joe's just going to like keep eating too. So we've all passed at this point. So like that's the end okay. of the conversation. <laughs> um. Now it's who's t- it's my turn. It's your <laughs> turn. Okay. Yep. It's my turn. Um, hmm. Part of me really wants to do like a free for all, like get in the mechs. Let's shoot some people with my stolen ammo. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Ready. I mean, I kind of want to do a free for all. Let's let's just get in our mechs and shoot each other. So the setup for this game is everyone plays. Everybody's characters meet in your mobile frames, to do battle. Ask your chosen partner where the free-for-all takes place. Uh, What do you notice about each other? What have you heard? During the free-for-all, anyone may ask anyone for details about the location, landscape, and circumstances. Uh, Go around the room. Each of you gets two turns. You go first. Me. On my turn, choose choose an enemy player's character and give them a challenge. They answer it freely. So I've already forgotten who my actual enemies are. I guess... The landowners are my real enemies and the Bantrush are my rivals.
1: Both. Both are technically enemies in principle.
2: Got it. You can say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. When everyone's had two turns to make challenges and it comes back around to you for your third turn, choose an end to the battle. Choose the one that best fits the action up to that point. After the free-for-all, remind everybody that if the battle has left them with unfinished business, a grudge, or a real tactical objective, they should bring it into their next game um see okay so i just imagined this being
3: a fashion battle because Mm -hmm. i've got fashion battles on the mind
2: Mm -hmm. you're so valid but we are going to be shooting each other with our mechs (laughs) yeah
3: you got a bunch of crates of ammo Mm -hmm. i've got a bunch of crates of ammo that i am itching
2: to use (laughs) what if
3: the ammo is all just like jewelry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, like that's it's, what, it's no no guns. no, it's it's real guns I know I know I'm just like this is what my brain is doing mm-hmm. that sounds like a good setting to like make though well I'm writing the game
2: oh shit I didn't realize that yeah fist of cufflinks look for that on my itch.io wink I can't wait to play that because I am a fashion student mm-hmm. or I guess now I'm a fashion graduate because I mm-hmm. graduated you sure did um, so this scene is this
1: going to be like a result of this am I being stolen and like people are coming to get it oh yeah for sure and did Ruben did Ruben actually give a shit or enough of a shit to say something and then somebody was like you should deal with that
2: Ruben I don't know Kales what do you think
3: I think the more likely story is that Ruben saw a battle going on and went meh fuck it and joined in
2: (laughs) God, you're st- I love Ruben. That sounds more <laughs> that like work. their speed. So like some, actually I would guess who is the trash That's Marius. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Marius found out through some spies that Marius probably has in the, in the revolution, because that's just sort of how things go with this kind of game. Um, Marius found out if that's okay with Dora.
1: Yeah. What if it was that spy from the Favors household gave up some information?
2: Ah, that's really good.
3: That's really good. Yeah. All right. Then I think in this case, I'm like, Ruben sees that Marius is there and is like, oh, fuck yes, I'm going.
1: <laughs>
2: time to kind of fucking shoot some people. Marius is in there, Mac. Holy shit, this I gotta see. This I gotta be yeah. a part of. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess my, my chosen partner is... uh is Marius, even though everybody else is also here. Cool. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading all the things again. Uh, damn, I love mech battles. This is great. Okay. um, So, I begin the battle by opening fire on you, pounding you. Oh wait, no, we have to start first. So what do you notice about each other and what have you heard?
1: And where is this? Dora's not got to say where it's happening.
2: Yeah, that's Dora's decision where it's happening I think, because it's Dora's
1: the chosen partner
0: that's a good question i i i want to say maybe it's taking place at the edge of uh at the edge of the city kind of like i don't want to like have massive collateral damage but at the same time sure. it's like i i like the idea of run down buildings and fighting among fighting among that kind of thing so maybe like an abandoned warehouse district I mean, we could be on the
1: edge of one anyway. Like we've already said that there's like a closed-up shop behind Carrie's Diner, like we could literally be on like that edge of of where
2: Oh, so it's like the the only collateral damage is for like the revolution really.
1: <laughs> yeah, like these are of uh, quote abandoned warehouses.
2: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I love it. Cuz the thought so-
1: well, cuz like especially if like Joe's got this massive warehouse space that's just like, I, I just kind of like that vibe because the revolutionaries are on the fringe of things anyway. So it makes sense for mm-hmm. them to reclaim that kind of space.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And Marius wouldn't necessarily know that there was going to be people hiding out in these buildings. So I like
2: it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good. I'm liking this setting we're building based you know, around the canon info we've gotten. Cool. All right. So I'm going to start this battle. Does anybody notice anything about each other? And what have we heard? What do we notice about each other? I guess, you know, we're all in our mechs. So, um, Joe is mostly what you notice about Joe is that he's, he's like, he's fighting, but like, he's not fighting because he's mad. He's fighting because he's like excited to like try this shit out. Cause it's like the good shit that, <sighs> you know, the landowners get. Um, so it's like he's like having a great time testing this shit out, and he's excited for the chance to test it out because somebody's attacking him. (laughs) What do I notice about Marius? Um, I think that you notice that
0: Copernicus is very shiny, like it obviously hasn't been out of
2: the hangar until very recently. Um, so... I'm gonna fuck up your shiny shiny covering. Yep. I'm gonna fuck your mech right the hell up. Yep. Um...
1: What do we notice about Reuben?
2: They're here <laughs> it's so valid, I
3: think it's like but I think it's like Reuben's been in this town for um a few months at this point, and they've already sort of made a name for themselves, but they don't like do battle very much.
2: They just sort of are around,
3: <laughs> yeah, they like they like have their little jewelry repair shop, and they're like. Sort of an asshole, but they also, like, take care of, like, stuff, like, really well. And they're doing some shit. They're not, like, hiding out, but they don't, like, fight a lot. And, like, and also everyone knows that they have a mech, but no one's actually
2: seen it. Hmm. And everybody knows that they're, like, fucking with some weird explosive shit because you can always hear the explosions coming out of the warehouse. Late at night. Um,
3: Yeah, and it's, so it's just, like... So it's just like, oh shit! It's like, oh, that's what that
2: looks like.
1: Yeah. Is it the kind of mech where you can clearly see who's piloting it? Then in Reuben's case, and that's why it's like, oh shit, that's Reuben.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think they're that asshole.
1: <sighs> cool. <laughs> I love them. They suck. <laughs> uh, I think what you- sorry, it's true. What you notice about Kari is the Corvus. Is still sporting a lot of battle damage. Like, oh dear. And um, is working fine. It's working great, but like, there's been no attempt in the repairs to correct the cosmetic damage. And it's like, there's still like a lot of the paintwork is ruined. Like, there's like scorch marks up and down it. There's maybe a couple of cracks running through. And what is left still as that sort of um you know that kind of iridescent equality that raven feathers have? Like that black yeah. but with the greeny colours within mm-hmm. it. That's the paint job that was on Corvus and is now mostly gone. So Yeah.
2: What you notice about um, about Vocifer is that it's got like very, very brand new like rocket setups attached to it. But the rest of it, it doesn't look like run down because it, it looks very well cared for, but it's definitely not new. It's like, you know, when somebody takes like, it, it's just like, it's in the style of mechs that were made 20 years ago, but it's very well cared for, except for these like brand new, very like, like the shape design of the rocket turret part of it is like very different from the way that the rest of it looks, but it's integrated. Cool. Anyways, I'm gonna start out by opening fire on uh, Marius and pounding you with everything I've got. Can your frame take it? How?
0: Oh boy. Since this is since this is like fancy new munitions, I don't know that Marius's frame can take it. Like I'm imagining, Marius's frame is kind of like something that's been in the family for a while, so it's not antique, but it's not like. The new hotness either, and so I think Marius has to fall back under some cover uh, in order not to get it taken down.
3: Um, Sorry that I'm targeting Marius, just like again, Ruben doesn't have any other reason to be here. So, I fall out of the sky like a hunting bird. Do you survive my attack? How? I think that's also their entrance <laughs> <laughs> into this <laughs> battle.
2: <laughs> I love break it so much. That's
0: so good.
3: What a dramatic asshole. I love that I hate them. I love them and hate them simultaneously.
2: Does Ribbon have a prosthetic leg in this game? Um I have to th- Big Shiny Silver.
3: I have to think about it. I'm not sure yet. It depends on when in the timeline this is. And I haven't decided that yet, so
2: That's fair. I just wanted to ask because I was like, oh right. Thank you. That is a very good point.
0: Hmm.
2: I think it's Dora's turn. Yeah,
0: now. no, I'm I'm thinking about my response i don't remember can mobile frames have swords mobile frames can have swords right yes absolutely For sure. there's a meeting sword to sword
1: there is also a meeting sword to sword yeah which can so. happen in frames yeah
2: oh can that happen in frames yeah it can
0: <laughs> fuck oh yes oh god
2: uh, that's incredible honestly yeah it's very good so i think it's one of those
0: things i i can i bring my sword up to kind of like between bringing my sword up to to deflect your your blow and standing aside i think we end up you haven't crushed me or anything we're we're more like face to face now nice for a certain value of face to face um so i think i've demonstrated that that this frame is is pretty pretty quick so i rush you i'm faster than you'd believe can you react in time and get away how for reuben um
3: hmm I think I can, but I think the thing is, is that it looks like, um, just, like, jumping straight up, (laughs) which is, like, my favorite stupid move to use is just, like, oh, how am I gonna get out of your way? I'm just going to jump. And I think, if not Reuben, then definitely the mech has a silver, has one leg that's, like, definitely made out of a different metal than the rest of the mech is, and you can- see that as you like rush past and it's like you rushed past me i don't like block you or anything just like i'm just like whoop i'm gone
1: goodbye legit reuben with that move you just pulled i hold back lighting you up with sensors and comms zeroing you for my allies are you able to evade how
3: um i like if no
1: (laughs) Okay.
3: <laughs> I like if it if it's like sort of like I'm like okay, so I'm gonna hit the ground again, and then it'll be fine. And it's like no, because there's only one way to go when you jump straight up, and that's straight down. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to predict that. So I'm just like,
1: okay. Hey Joe, Christmas present. There's a really lit up Ruben on your sensor
2: array. Sure is. Whew. So I guess I'm gonna go for Ruben. I'm gonna say Marius is still there. Just to, just to be clear, right now, Marius is how how shit how fucked up is Marius? I think that Marius's
0: frame is definitely scuffed up at this point. Like not horrifically damaged, but definitely the worst for wear for everything that they've been dealing with. Like
3: you can attack me if you want. I just am like, don't lose a plot. <laughs>
2: It's true. I do wanna. The thing is, I'm just excited to be testing out my fun new weapons. That's fair. <laughs> go ahead. But actually, but actually, you know what? Ruben's a bro, so I'm gonna actually hold off on attacking Ruben. Ruben's cool. I can fuck with Ruben. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go after Marius again, and I'm gonna say, I heave you bodily off the ground lift you up to smash you down again are you able to get out of my grip how just you know pick you up in my big robot hands I like the
0: idea of being able to like kind of wriggle out of your grip but it still puts Marius off balance and like they end up falling and crashing into into a building anyway very inelegantly yeah beautiful
3: um hmm. Kari, hi hey. you just lit me up so I'm gonna light you up Uh, I get the drop on you and hit you with a roaring jet of flame, steel meltingly hot, can your frame take it? how?
1: Hmm. I think yes because this uh, mech was built to uh, withstand a lot of damage that's how it's able to operate so well even in the state that it's in like Corvus doesn't even stagger back, and I think like, Reuben Kar- was sort of expecting uh, them uh, him to back up with the because of how hot the flame is, and when Kari doesn't move, it's of like Ruben has to stop before completely colliding, in a way that would be bad for them. Yeah. So it's sort of like it's literally Kari stood their ground so much that the attack kind of had to falter yeah. out.
0: So I think um, now that joe is more on my radar um now that i'm away from you i keep to cover circling with tactical precision i'm almost impossible to spot do you see me coming how
2: i'm gonna say i lose track of you because my equipment isn't you know the top of the line it's it's scavenged from a million other people's mechs um so i probably do not see you coming because you're impossible to spot
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think um because I want to go, this is sort of at this point, is when maybe before, and that's why Kari focused on Ruben, was because Ruben was the flat, was like, no offence, seemed like the more competent pilot, so maybe the one to worry about more, or seemed to be more in control of what they were doing. Because a shiny new mech, okay, so clearly you don't do this very often, which is why they went for Re- uh, why he went for Ruben first, but now has sort of maybe seen. Or has clicked what Marius represents, and that oh no, that is a Ban Ban yeah. Treish mech. And if there's a family insignia on it, which there normally is with the Ban yeah. ones, right? I think seeing what house it is, and that meeting that didn't happen with a spy from Marius's house, it's just like, oh oh okay, I know what this is. Um, and I rush you. I'm faster than you'd believe. Can you react in time and get away? Because you're more focused on Joe not seeing you.
0: So I don't think I get away. But I think we've both established that our mechs are fast. So I think it's more like we we meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Does Corvus have a sword though?
1: Hmm. I think that. Corvus has a shield with a bladed edge that's shaped like oh. a wing and it gets brought
0: up in front Oh man I love I love the idea of of locking my sword with like one of the blades in the shield and like then it becomes a test of strength which I don't <laughs> think I don't think Copernicus wins in a test of strength so I think it's one <laughs> of those things where where Corvus can drive Copernicus back
1: yeah cool Sam how does it end?
2: I I like the idea that we realize we're all showing off and more than we're fighting, but that's not really what's happening. Mm. I mean, it's what Joe's doing, but like, <laughs> perhaps not everybody else. Uh, I want to say like the fighting is intense, but soon the revolutionaries dominate the field. Mm-hmm. Everybody else limps home for repairs and recovery because, like, like I never got attacked once. First mm-hmm. of all. Uh, Even though I kind of started it. (laughs) Um, But so just from that alone, I kind of won.
1: (laughs) No, I think that tracks because also there were two revolutionary mechs in that fight.
2: Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Exactly. So the revolutionaries dominate the field and everybody else limps home for repairs and recovery. I also like the idea that nobody knows that it's Joe in the mech, or people do, but like it's you can't see Joe in the mech. I mean, Kari knows. Kari knows, but like people, like people from all social standings come to Joe for repairs that ne- mm. that aren't necessarily like above the uh, you know above the ground. No, that's not above the right board. word. Above board is the word I was looking for. You know what I mean? Like like they're not necessarily like oh I had an illegal mech fight and yeah. now I have to go to like a like a shady shady mech mechanic to get it fixed. Like, lots of people come to Joe's store to get their stuff fixed, and they don't necessarily know that, like, um, that Vocifer is Joe's mech. They've seen Vocifer in Joe's shop, but they just sort of assume that, like, he's fixing it for whoever actually owns it. Now it's not my turn anymore, so I don't have to think really hard.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I decided what I was going to do for my turn at the beginning of Sam's turn (laughs) <laughs> Reuben's gonna gate crash a fancy party and I wanna dance with Marius.
0: Hell yes. That sounds fantastic. So we came dancing came to be dancing together because the house of Thank the Gods for Small Favors is throwing a fancy party, probably one of those parties where Marius is like really upset to have to show uh, off worlders like the estate and stuff. Mm. Hmm. So what do I notice about you and what have I heard and is, would, would Kari or Joe be here?
1: I can't see how we would have got her. That's fair. Given the, given the type of party that it is and neither, well, I can't, I can't speak for Joe, but Kari's not really got a means of getting in anymore with the spy gone if he had wanted to crash
2: anyway. So. Joe's not going to be at this fancy party. He's not invited that's oh that's God. fair that's fair <laughs>
1: the dance mini game that isn't gonna take an <laughs> hour and a half because we're yes. not all playing
2: it oh we my did God. it we, we did won it.
0: mfo
1: fire we did it <laughs> <laughs> we figured out how to have a dance without it taking two hours It's
0: good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i love how when you say it, the dance gets longer and longer too <laughs>
2: Of course, yep. you gotta. You gotta. Just it gets longer every time you look back at it.
0: <laughs> like my I'm dick. I'm still.
2: I'm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> leave that in. You're leaving that into the podcast. Not leave that
1: in. Do not leave apologize. Do not apologize. All
0: right. Um, so, so what do I notice about you, and what have I heard?
3: Um, what do you notice about me? I. Do not look like I was just in a mech fight at all. Like, and that's, like, beyond, like, oh, you know, I've, like, cleaned myself up and whatever. Like, no, I straight up do not look like I was in a mech battle, like, what, a week ago? Sounds good. I suck. Uh, what have you heard? I'm not sure. I don't know that you've heard very much, honestly. What have you heard? I was in a mech battle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's good, actually. You've heard that they were in a mech battle, but they don't look anything like it. Like, yeah, that's that's an, a fun contradiction.
3: Also, Marius knows that they were in a mech battle because Marius was there and could see them in the frame. But like, they don't look like they just were in a mech
0: battle. That's good. That's really good. I think, I think you notice that Marius obviously doesn't want to be here, and. I don't think that it's public that they were in a mech battle. I think I don't, I don't. think that it was obvious that a house, thank the gods for small favors, mech was there. But nobody knows that it was Marius specifically. So it really just looks like Marius is just normally fussy and doesn't want to be here. And uh, they're supposed to be the off-worlder guide again. And that's what you've heard.
3: Yeah, that's got to be frustrating.
0: Especially for somebody who doesn't people.
3: Um, which one of them is the worst dancer?
0: That's a good question. Mm. Um, so conducting the dance, take turns asking each other questions. Each of, each of you gets to ask the other two questions, taking turns, and then the dance ends. Um, the worst dancer asks the first question, or else have another player choose who asks the first question at a whim. I think. I don't know. I don't think Marius is a terrible dancer in this universe. I think you know being. Raised as Bantreish aristocracy, they've probably had to learn, so. Okay.
3: I think that Ruben is a better dancer in a less formal setting. Like, I don't think they're good at this sort of thing.
0: They can Charleston, but they can't walk, waltz.
3: Uh, no, they can dance in a club, but they can't do, like, So they can grind,
2: but they can't, like, actually dance?
3: Well, it's like they can, but they're a little bit more awkward about it. They enjoy it, they just don't have enough of an opportunity to do it that they, like, know how to, really. So, like, I think in this case, then, they would be the worst dancer, but they're not necessarily a bad dancer.
0: Okay, that's fair.
3: So, how does this even happen? Is Ruben part of one of the tours?
0: I think so. Like, I don't, I don't think that, um, God, that, that just makes it even worse because that means Ruben's just staying at the manor. So it's not, it's not that you crash, it's not that you crash the party, you were invited to the party and it's terrible because you're, you're staying there for like a weekend or something.
3: I think that, I I think what it is though is that Ruben wasn't actually invited to this party. They like gate crashed the weekend part of it though.
0: Oh my god, I love it.
3: So they just like showed up for this this weekend trip, but they've like been on planet for long enough that like they really don't need to be here. So, yeah, I think I think then what it looks like is like after one of the tours, um Ruben is like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to take a break from this like showing people your big fancy
0: house thing?" I would love nothing more. Cool. Dance with me. <laughs> I'm trying to decide exactly how Marius reacts to that, because Marius does choose to dance, but also Marius recognizes Ruben from that mech battle, so... Yep. They, they accept as graciously as you would expect them to accept, which is not terribly, <sighs> but it's fine. <laughs> um...
3: Hmm. Something about me catches your eye and your look lingers. What is it?
0: I'm gonna force you to decide if Reuben has their prosthetic now.
3: Oh Jesus! Okay. Um. Yes, they do.
1: Making a note that at some point Reuben and Max need to interact in a game and compare having like prosthetics or like you know mobility aids. Please continue.
2: I gotta port Aletha into the into a a game too, so we could just have an entire game of people who only have one leg. Yep. So, so
0: friends at the table takes off hands, we take
2: off legs.
0: Yep. It's fine.
2: That it's how fine. we do.
3: It's honestly, like, in the original version of this, the leg was not taken off, it was taken over. I don't think that's exactly what happened here, but...
1: A story for another time.
3: Yeah, we can yeah. talk about that. I, I'm gonna figure that out later, but yeah. Okay. I need to figure out what that looks like, what it looks like in this setting.
0: Yeah, I think... It's pretty obvious where Marius's attention goes, and they're they're obviously a little shocked, but you don't know if it's because they're shocked that you can dance with the prosthetic or if they're shocked for some other reason, but they definitely seem they're being a little ableist right now they're like somebody somebody who has a prosthetic was able to handle that mech so well um, I think. Ruben notices and is like,
3: hasn't anyone told you it's a little rude to stare? Or no, no, no. Actually, sorry. I know what they say. They say my eyes are up here, you know. Plus, there we go. That's the shithead we know and love.
0: Yeah. Marius <laughs> Marius flushes and and just like looks completely away from from Ruben at that and it's like an angry flush. And it's obvious that it's an angry flush. Yeah. But whether they're angry at themselves for being caught out, or if they're angry at Ruben for calling them out, is up for debate. Even to themselves, they're not sure. Um I think Marius finally says you you handle yourself very well, just kind of like through gritted teeth and You may at this moment in the dance place your hand upon my elbow, my shoulder, my waist, or my hip. Which do you choose?
3: Um, this... My answer is going to depend on the answer to this question. Who's leading?
0: I think it's more fun if Ruben is leading.
3: Okay. Um, if you had said the... Okay, here's something that might change your mind. If you had said Marius was leading, this is the moment where Ruben switches.
0: Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that very much. So I mean, that's that's still fun if Ruben's leading. But yeah, I th- I love Ruben taking taking lead of the dance at that point.
3: Yeah. Um. So that is fuck. I don't know where you put your hands when you lead. Is it the waist when you lead? I can't remember.
0: I think it's the waist. I know if you're following, it's like the shoulder.
3: Yeah. So, so the answer to the question is Ruben places their hand on Marius's waist, and I think it's like that. Someone else described it. One of y'all described it in that in that Divmon game, the streamed one, um, as like it's like a weird reverse grip, and then all of a sudden Ruben's leading.
1: That sounds like the kind of bullshit I described during dance scenes. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, I think
3: you did that with Afiel and Ningal, but I can't remember now. Yeah, um, no, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think they're like, well, so do you.
0: That flush does not go away. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm not, I'm not even sure that they fight the, the, the change in, like, they're too caught off guard to fight the change in who's leading to.
3: Um, okay. It's a shame that they're already blushing. Um, That <laughs> that's okay, though.
0: You can always make it worse. I
3: could always make it worse. Um, yeah, I'm about to, um, this moment in the dance allows me to step close and linger very near. (laughs) Am I welcome?
0: Yeah, I think Marius takes a step back because they're not exactly welcome and that leads to I lose my place in the dance. Do you let me stumble or do you draw me back into place? I draw you
3: back into place. I'm not, I'm not that bad of a dance partner.
0: (laughs) And that just makes Marius feel even worse, so they're, like, 0 for 4 in this particular exchange.
3: <laughs> I'm so sorry. If they hadn't, like, like if they hadn't been staring...
0: No, I mean, they're, they're being a dick. It's fine. Like, they deserve it. Yeah, like,
3: it. they deserve this.
0: Yeah, and the dance ends, and I think Marius, like, kind of, like, half bows and is like... I appreciate the distraction, mix Murdoch, and then scurries away.
3: (laughs) 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 Ruben just goes to get another drink, and they're like, like, they don't necessarily feel good about it, but, like, serves them right. Yeah. You know, know, like, and, like, I think the thing is, is that, like, Ruben was always, like, a fairly, Ruben was not good at, like, ballroom dancing and stuff before, before they lost their leg and ended up with a prosthetic but like they don't have the same fluidity that they would in a universe where their leg is just made of silver they're still getting used to it in a way and it's so like it is fairly obvious but it's like still rude to stare.
0: <laughs> oh yeah no Marius was being rude and ableist and not good about the entire thing
3: yeah Sad times, all right. But that's that.
0: Yep. It's Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again.